hidden track. It's me hidden and Henry. Track, hidden track. <laughs> How are you doing, Henry? Very well, yes. Uh, hidden track. Although we're departing from the normal plan because I've been lazy and I've not done any research on some new bands. So you're stepping in to, to fill the gap and save us. Yeah, well, that seems unfair given that your laziness has been around doing research for the main podcast rather than focusing on this, whereas I've done nothing for my next album <laughs> and instead have just cobbled together some nonsense for the, for this. Well, I say nonsense, it's not nonsense. Both of these albums are absolutely wonderful and I'm fully obsessed with both of them at the moment. Cool. So are they both new bands? One's a new band and I'm going to talk about them first and one's a very, very old band band that i've loved for a very long time with the new album excellent okay well let's go to new music first because yes that's uh that's the whole point of hidden tracks yes indeed so i have a band called curse of lono Duh, i have no idea who they are <laughs> i've never heard of them uh, explain right. who they are where they come from what they do i'm going to give a little pause to henry to find curse of lono and start listening to people in cars okay. so while he does that curse of lono People in Cars is the most recent album. They are an English alternative rock band based in London. They consist of Felix Bestelsheimer, whose name I probably horribly mispronounced there, uh, on lead vocals and guitars, Neil Findlay on drums, Joe Hazel lead guitar, Danny Ruiz Hernandez on keyboards, and Therese Anderson on bass. The name comes from the Hunter S. Thompson book of the same name, which I'm a Hunter S. Thompson fan. I think he's brilliant wonderful chaos and generally i enjoy his stuff bats and lots of drugs <laughs> <laughs> something like that uh if you've never read hunter s thompson's fear and loathing in las vegas well that's the obvious big one and i love it so much more than the film there's a collection of his journalistic gonzo work from yeah. around the same time it's a massive thick tome of just individual articles about all sorts of random nonsense and i love them all the way he writes is just fantastic anyway this is not a hunter s thompson episode let's let's get back to the music so the album itself is named after mike mandel's 2017 photo book that captured people through the windows of cars at an la intersection in 1970 which is great from a kind of conceptual idea and Bechelsheimer explains that relationship by saying I love the idea that in each car there's this whole story or a whole family story but we're all in these bubbles it's like the support bubbles that we had to have in lockdown oh, that's cool and that so cool. this 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 album's all written in lockdown obviously so there's there's all of that element of things in terms of what they sound like I absolutely thought these guys were a West Coast American band because it's all that Americana mixed in with country. There's folk in there at times. It's not what you think of when you think of a, a British alt indie band. Yeah. So in terms of bands that they sound like, one for you, I think they sound like Elvi. He's got Matt Berninger's bassy voice that has that similar quality. Yeah. The National will be where most people know Matt Berninger from, but I specifically think this album sounds like Elvi rather than The National. Got it. Okay, cool. I'm interested. And I think maybe mixing some of the Lord Huron stuff to that as well. Cool. Very interested. Yeah. I also realise that there's a Dire Straits feel to one or two of the tracks as well, which does bring it more back to the uk but then i always think that the dire straits have a bit of that american bluesy 
rock thing to them anyway. Yeah, they do. If they're getting Dire Straits comparisons, they must be right up your street. They they absolutely are. I mean, all, all of this stuff is just perfect for me. How did you find them? Uh, it just popped up on Spotify. It was, uh, you've listened to this stuff, you should listen to this stuff. And I just went, sure, why not? I was in one of those moods to have a, yeah. oh, no, wait, it's not. That's complete nonsense. It's not from there. I heard it on BBC Six Music. There's a track cool. called Stepping Out that Lauren Laverne played that I absolutely loved and then went and listened to the album. So it's complete nonsense. Apologies to Lauren for that. She put me onto this. I've got three tracks rather than two this time because I feel like the three work really nicely together to give you a real feel for the album. Mm-hmm. So there's a track called Ursula Andress, which yes. is a very cool slinky number that's about youthful joy and like falling in love and having a great time when you're young and all that kind of stuff. But it's followed by Man Down. And this one's a really sad and soulful number. So Bethel Scheimer talked about stuff that happened to him during the recording of this album and the fact that it's quite an emotional record for him. So the quote from him is, I got a record that's my favourite record I've ever made by a long way, and it's the record I needed to make. I lost my dad, my uncle and my ex-partner last year, and my band, but we've got this record, and I almost look at it like a bit of a shine, and this song feels like a reflection of a lot of that pain. Wow. Wow. It is, it's a really sad song, but it's amazing. Wow. Yeah, it's... um. Yeah, life events like that feeding into a song. I mean, it's, you're going to get an emotional response, aren't you? Yeah, incredible. But then that is followed by the track I just mentioned, Stepping Out, which is this much, much more upbeat song. It's very positive and it's sort of about putting all the darkness of the past couple of years behind you and stepping back out into the world in a kind of post-pandemic time. Uh, it's gorgeous, it's breezy, it's lovely, and I think it's it's amazing. Cool. Well, you've sold it to me. So I'm going to go and have a listen as soon as we're done <laughs> done talking. Yeah, I think this album's right up your street. And I literally held on to not telling you about it because I wanted to cover it on this <laughs> on this nice. hidden track. So sorry, cool. but not really that sorry. Good. Okay, well, I think um, that's high praise and I will get, get involved. I'll start listening. So that's number one. And number two, who have you bought? Number two is a an artist that we've been shouted at for not covering yet. And I think we will at some point, hopefully in the relatively near future, uh, who are Elbow. Wow, big band. Mm -hmm. 20 years ago they started recording. Yep, they've been around a while. In fact, they formed even longer ago than that in 1997. They have just released an album called Flying Dream One, Mm -hmm. which I wonder whether there will be multiple Flying Dream albums, but it might just be Guy Garvey being, you know, his (laughs) his usual self. Yeah. So Elbow consists of Guy Garvey who many people will be aware of from doing radio show stuff from being you know the face of Elbow he's just been around for a very long time and been in those indie circles and he's he's just seems like a really good dude yeah my sister um, worked in a bar up in Manchester and um, he was a regular there and just said he's a really nice guy (laughs) it's like he's just I'd imagine he's just super grounded and just like a really really like the kind of person that is not going to be a dick to anyone particularly not the bar staff yeah just because he's famous he's just a really nice guy so yep so he's lead vocals and guitar you've got Craig Potter who keyboard piano backing vocals Mark Potter who is guitar backing vocals and Pete Turner bass backing vocals and I never really thought about this until 
maybe the last year or two, one of the things that I absolutely love about Olbow is their use of harmonies. Mm-hmm. It's just such a wonderful part of the way they write music. In terms of what they sound like, if, if you don't know, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you know who Elbow are and you've listened to their albums and you love them. You just might not be aware of the fact that they've released a new one. So they are brilliant anthemic indie rock. Yeah, fair. Pretty much. They are often piano and guitar led. There are strings in the mix. They'll swing from intimate and beautiful to anthemic and epic. They are, to me, the epitome of British indie from like the late 90s to now and this is the part that i think is probably worth talking about is you mentioned them being kind of anthemic and they're full-on they've got they've got this huge kind of sound to them but but this album when you mentioned it i gave it a listen and it doesn't seem like that it's pianos and it's very quiet it's much more intimate and it feels more almost written to listen to lazing in the back garden on a breezy summer day it's it's got that feel to it it's not intimate and sad like some of the elbow stuff that you've heard from them it's intimate and joyful so flying dream one the opener is the lead single that bbc six music have just been hammering away playing all the time it's guy garvia's delicate gruff best but you know that piano melody really balances his voice beautifully Mm. and you can tell he's happy in love guy Mm. there are different modes of guy garvey depending on what kind of relationship status he's currently in and they all produce brilliant music but it's always a bit different yeah and the other one that i'd say is six words so this is the other track from the album that grabbed my attention it's more really pretty piano with garvey's hopeful lyrics and it starts that way but then it drops at about two minutes into this bass line that kicks in and everything builds alongside that and and the lyrics in there are wonderful they're all about the joys of loving and being loved it's just wonderful stuff awesome that sounds like yeah. a, a an excellent addition to their back catalogue yeah there's also a track on here called the seldom seen kid which i haven't quite worked out whether it's linked to their album the seldom seen kid but i'm not entirely sure and i haven't done any digging so i can't say for sure on that interesting well we shall dig more because yeah another one that i'm gonna have to listen to straight after because i'm a i'm a big elbow fan so yeah you have a lot of listening to get through over the next few days with these two albums and i suspect that you'll love both of them good well yeah i think thank you for both suggestions i do like the combination of old and new and yeah i think uh i think you come up with come up trumps with these two I look forward to seeing what you bring once you've had a bit of time to uh, do the research because I know you've been listening to some new music. I know yeah. it's there, just we just haven't had time to uh, get it on the podcast yet. Yeah, I've 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 come across some some really really cool new bands, so they'll be appearing pretty soon on our hidden tracks shortly. Nice, and um, we will be back with you when they are. Super. Cheers. Cheers.